0: Leora Eisen is here, and the name of the new documentary for The Nature of Things is Think Like an Animal. It's nice to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: One of the major premises of this documentary is the notion that we've kind of got animals all wrong. Whenever we're trying to figure out if they're smart, we compare them to us.
1: Yeah, one of the scientists in the documentary says, you know, we want to know if they're good at math or can play chess. I mean, what does that have to do with an animal's world? And that's a problem, because the way we've measured how smart animals are, at least in science, is all about our ego. Well, we're so smart. Let's see if they can do what we do. And actually, some scientists are starting to look at animals in a different way, and uh, that's what the documentary's about.
0: You zoom in on a few different kinds of animals. In particular, they do experiments with hummingbirds, and it's mentioned that a hummingbird has a brain, I think, the size of a grain of rice, but they know where to find the food.
1: Not only do they know where to find the food, but uh, the University of Lethbridge scientist who's studying the hum- hummingbird says um, they're smarter than me because they have what's called episodic memory, which means they don't just remember who and what, but when. So, say you met a friend at Tim Hortons last Tuesday, he was wearing a blue jacket and had a tea. You know, that's a lot to remember. Uh, these birds can find a flower amid hundreds, if not thousands, of flowers and know when they last ate from it. And yet, as you said, they have a brain the size of a grain of rice. I mean, what is that?
0: They did this fascinating experiment where they create fake flowers, and some of them they refuel with nectar over 15 minutes, some of them every 20 minutes. And the birds actually know which flower to go to because there's going to be, the nectar's going to be in that one.
1: Yeah, and the biologist said, I would need eight stopwatches to remember what these birds can do within a day.
0: And what happened when he ran that experiment with humans?
1: Um, interestingly enough, he tested the same kind of thing on students at the university, except they were finding candy in a dish instead of nectar. And uh, they did the same as the hummingbirds. They fi- found it about 75% of the time. And you know, his question to them was, you have, you know, a brain that's, I don't know, 7,000 times bigger or whatever it is, uh, what's going on? And the answer is animals develop a certain kind of intelligence that they need to have in order to survive in their world,
0: not ours. So it's, it's situational. It's essential to their survival. As the scientists in your documentary say, if the hummingbird couldn't do this, the hummingbird would just die.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And there's all kinds of examples. There's sperm whales who need to know how to communicate in order to survive. Uh, There's a bearded dragon, which sounds scary, but it's actually just a little lizard, uh, who watches a movie and then imitates the lizard that's in the movie it watches. And so it figures out how to open a gate by watching a movie. I mean, who would think that a reptile could learn that quickly?
0: And you mentioned the sperm whales. Fascinating, there that uh, this guy's been researching them forever, and he's discovered uh, how they communicate in clicks, and that they have not only they have identities, but they know the identities of the other people around or the other sperm whales around them, and they have memories of things, and all of that is is in clicks.
1: Yeah, and you know we have this image of sperm whales as that's the whale in Moby Dick, as this sort of uh, you know monster of the deep, and yet the reason that they seem to have developed this ability to communicate with each other through, as you said, clicks, which sounds kind of like popcorn popping uh, when they're speaking underwater, is because somebody, uh, they need to know who they can rely on. um, Because they dive way deep down in the ocean. And uh, when baby can't dive with mummy, they need a babysitter. And so they need to know who their friends are. Um, And yet we have this image of sperm whales as sort of these big, stupid, you know, monsters. So it's really not true.
0: What are the implications of this then? I mean, is this a revolution in in understanding animal behavior?
1: Well, I think it is in some way because um, the implications are that uh, if you are looking at other species and not just your dogs and cats as smart individuals with a brain, with a personality, with emotion maybe you'll treat that animal differently. Maybe that chicken or that pig uh, that's not being kept properly on a farm uh, will have more meaning to you. And so I, I think there's a lot of value beyond just pure science.
0: And one of the things that's referenced is that I think it was was it Diane Fossey, or was it uh, the other woman who works with uh, with Jane uh, Goodall? Jane Goodall, the idea that researchers were never supposed to identify with the animals they were researching or give them a name, and she said, "Screw that, they got personalities."
1: Right. I mean, you weren't allowed to name an animal uh, at a certain point because then you were sort of putting your own biases on the animal. Um, well. First of all, how's the scientist supposed to keep track of the animal? But second of all, that's really making them into sort of robots. Uh, uh, And, you know, we've come a long way from thinking that an animal is like a soulless machine uh, that doesn't really think, just reacts.
0: And you've touched on this, but I think it's worth reemphasizing, because I've been talking about this on my show, that the more I watch animals at play and showing personality and showing affection for other animals cross-species, uh, and for humans, the more I think, I can't eat them anymore. I mean, do you think that's where we're headed? Um,
1: I think more people are headed that way. I know uh, the human caregivers of Esther the pig, who yeah. you've met, uh, had to stop eating bacon, uh, not surprisingly. Um, but it's not just about what we eat, but but about how we see our own role in nature, because um, partly based on religion, but for hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, people thought of themselves as the pinnacle, at the top of the tree in nature. And then Darwin comes along with uh, evolution and says, well, you know, it may not quite work that way. Now all this research on animal uh, intelligence and neuroscience is, is showing us that we're all kind of the same in certain ways. Um, We just do what we need to do in order to survive in our world.
0: Thank you very much for this.
1: Thanks for having me.